cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on.
fear. People are becoming bizarre in their behaviors because of the overwhelming, crushing policies that are being put upon them by governments. They don't quite understand what's happening. So therefore, being human, they seek more and more fantasy. Fantasy also gives them a way out from doing anything about it. After all, if it's a bunch of space aliens that are controlling the world, uh, then it's all out of your hands, isn't it? You're out of the picture. You don't have to do anything. It's just too big for you and all of that nonsense. So if you want to support me, go to cuttingthroughmatrix.com and see how to do it. I'll be back with more after these messages.
In fact, going back in the 1800s, some of the Christian movements were trying to get the 16-hour-a-day normal workday for people, laborers, abolished. Had tremendous opposition from the elite who thought that, my God, if all the working people have time on their hands, who knows what kind of mischief they'll get up to. So, of course, they came up with all kinds of ways to keep us entertained and preoccupied. Never in history has a slave class been so quite happy and content that they can play with their little toys that they buy. Even though, if you didn't have the money, they'd make it mandatory and they'd give it to you. If they gave it to you with the computer, you'd be suspicious. But if you're allowed to buy it, then it's yours. You're in control, right? That's how you think. Very simple reasoning. And along this same line of reasoning, there's been so many exposés to do with the corruption at the top. And it is. The psychopaths who go into politics, it's the only kind who really go into politics, I'm afraid, are psychopathic types. They, they smell power. They, they head for it. They know that where the federal government grants and contracts are handed out every year, there's a lot of money to be made through friends, you know, like contractors. And they go for power. They must have power. They love fame and applause from the public and bowing and scraping and all that kind of stuff. You know, one of the most unpopular people in history was Hamilton, one of the founding fathers, who he said, you know, think about it. If you have a dynasty of kings, maybe one out of every four or three, maybe three dynasties will be a good one. And so all you have to do is, is keep them pampered with your taxes and his army and so on. But if you have a whole government with layers of bureaucracy, now you've got thousands of them to keep happy with your tax money. And it's a true statement. I mean, in other words, if people want government at all, <laughs> and they never stop to even think about that part of it. If they really want government at all, what kind do you want? Because technically, it's always the same as just degrees of taxation and corruption, that's all. Because it's the same types who go in for government, or kings, or whatever, at the beginning at least, for kings. But I've talked about the omnibus bills, and, and many people on the, the Patriot radio stations have been listening to this stuff for years and years and years, but omnibus bills, where they've crammed through hundreds and maybe thousands of laws in one big file swoop. And 10,000 pages, 20,000 pages, no politician even makes an attempt to look through it. And yet they'll vote on it because their party leader says so. That's the beauty of having parties. You do what the boss man says, because you want to get gladder too, closer to the boss man, and maybe even become the boss man. Very simple, isn't it? That's how the logic goes. So you put in your man at the top, and all the trained seals will sit there on their pedestals and clap for the boss man. That's what it's all about, and payoffs, the individual rewards. A long time ago, Karl Marx talked about the amalgamation of Europe into a trading block, and then to have a government that would be subservient to a world government. That would be followed, he said, by a United States of America. That's Canada, the U.S., and Mexico which also will have to go through eventually 
getting a new parliament as well and being subsidiant to the world government. And it's all being set up, really. We're all in it now. And you hear all this stuff about the IMF, International Monetary Fund, part of the UN being brought up to its rightful place as sort of economic dictator over the world and the World Bank. But it's all run by the same bankers who financed all the other nations and pretty well were the central banks, or are, in fact, of all the nations. So nothing will change except their ability to have a world army and a world police force to grab a peasant anywhere across the planet for taxation. That's really what it's about. And the global government will have the only army able to go after you and do that. It's more efficient than having to go door to door and find you or go between countries and different laws and constitutions to get someone extradited. That's pretty well overcome that now under the guise of terrorism. It's all one agenda, you see. And here's a typical example of the corruption. This is from the Mail Online, 31st of March, 2009. It's about Caroline Flint. And they give you a nice picture of this very trendy, fashionable woman who obviously, at least fashion-wise, revels in the ability to get the best of clothing across Europe. So the government minister responsible for the revived EU constitution, they should have tried to give them this constitution for the whole of Europe. And Ireland uh, really puts uh, the spokes in the wheel out by saying no. So it's a revised one. In other words, it's the same one again, only revamped. This is the, the minister, who's res- the politician who's responsible for this. This is her department. It says she made an astonishing gaffe by admitting she'd never read it. But what's new about that? But doesn't that tell you? You see, they're all employed by a higher authority, and they do what they're told. A higher authority. They don't represent the people. They don't even listen to the people. They don't even read what's in the bills. This is the top minister for the EU constitution admitting she made a gaffe, a blunder, by admitting she'd never read it. Europe Minister Carolyn Flint admitted she'd only been briefed on parts of a document that surrenders a raft of British powers to Brussels. The left wing has refused to give British voters a referendum on the Lisbon Treaty on the grounds that is substantially different to the dumped constitution. You see, Sarkozy talked about that as well. He doesn't believe in giving the people the vote, people of Europe, the vote. They shouldn't get the vote, apparently, under this wonderful democracy. and should be left to the politicians to vote amongst themselves. This is tyranny. The only thing that they don't tell you in this article here is you're living under tyranny. You're supposed to come to that conclusion yourself and ask questions. But we do. We expect them to tell us what they worry about. The media is supposed to tell us what they think about, what they worry about. And if they do tell us what they worry about, we do. But if they don't mention it, we don't. How simple it is, isn't it? Behavioral psychology. Bernays must be laughing his head off. Wherever he is. This is during a Commons debate, Ms. Flint confessed she had not read all of this by his charter. Critics said it was an extraordinary admission to make. Marc Francois, the Tory Europe spokesman, said, it's not every day that someone will admit they haven't read the most important document for their job. And that's true, because I'm not sure he wouldn't either. He wouldn't mention it at all. 
But this is the farce of modern-day politics, you see. Utter farce. It was like when Bush told the politicians in the Congress, he says, to pass the Patriot Bill, but don't read it. It would be unpatriotic to read it. Or anything in it. And of course, it had a whole host of rules, regulations, laws in it. And, and, and all, only a few of them bothered to, I think two or three, bothered to even open it and look at it. But they pass laws that hamstring us, tie us up, and truss us up, are not even read by the guys who vote on it, who are paid so handsomely, to say the least. Back with more after the following messages. Transit cops 
stop me after they saw me walk between two subway cars on my way to work. That's the same in every city. This, they told me, was against the rules. They asked for ID and typed my name into a handheld computer. Isn't this wonderful, this instant data collection stuff and retrieval for them? Up come that old citation that I didn't know about and they couldn't tell me about. I was immediately handcuffed and brought to the precinct. There I waited in a holding cell, then was fingerprinted post-CSI memo, then I would take the fingernails, fingers, the thumbs, the palms, and the sides of both hands. <laughs> Why not just roll us over the floor on, a, on some paint, and then on some paper? The whole body. Hmm? Well, it worked fine for humiliating us even more. I could hardly believe it. I was being arrested without ever having committed a crime. I was held overnight in the Midtown North Precinct lock-up, minus his shoelaces and belt. It says meals courtesy of McDonald. In the morning, and they probably have deals with McDonald's too, you know, corporations are. In the morning, my fellow convicts and I were led chain gangs down to the Manhattan Community Court next door. The judge there dismissed the charge against me because no one ever does time for that kind of crime. Two days later at Brooklyn Central Court, my warrant was lifted for time served. Again, because no one is ever locked for breaking the leash law. If the cops had simply written me a ticket, I would have paid it. Well, that would be a foolish thing to do as well. It's just how we're trained to pay up. Most folk do. So if they written a ticket, you would have paid it. You'd also have to pay to vacate my outstanding warrant. But by handcuffing me and holding me overnight, the city spent quite a bit of money. It took two police officers approximately six hours each just to arrest and process me while the fines assessed against me were rescinded. And you thought they were hiring all these cops for drugs. It's a war on drugs. War on drugs. They have to do something with them, don't they? Then he goes on about the different people he met inside and what they were in for. One guy just had a, a, a nip of whiskey in the street. So he's in the slammer, of course, the taxpayer. Buskers, guys who sing in the subway stations. And, and they're they arrested because they're, they're carrying a, a guitar in a, an accordion. But this goes on to say at the bottom is interesting, you see. When you look at the crimes that have been listed in the last eight years or so. When Giuliani was in, the Giuliani administration highlighted this increase of equality of life summonses. That's what they're calling all these little things now, equality of life summonses. But statistics from the annual mayor's management report indicates that the Bloomberg administration has just been as zealous. The number of such summonses, these trivia, utter nonsense, under Giuliani reached its height in fiscal 2001, hitting 523,000. After a dip in 2002, the number of quality of life summonses rose under Mayor Bloomberg to more than 700,000 in fiscal year 2004. It says the decline since then to 527,000 in fiscal 2008, still higher than under the previous mayor. It's a business. The world, you see, is just one big business, and crime pays for those who own it. The system, that is. Back with more after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
through the matrix. Doing a, a bit of a wailing here, just like that guitar. Because that's what's really happening. It's time we start doing an awful lot of wailing before we can come to tough conclusions and start working collectively towards the proper collective way out of all of this. Because we're utter schmucks at the moment. We're passive, domesticated schmucks. And we don't care, really. We haven't cared so much to know what's going on to other people because as long as we're left alone personally to play, we can think we can play forever. But you see, they're now getting in down to the the lowest common denominator. It's like a one-armed bandit at a casino. You pull that lever and all the stuff spins in front of your eyes and one day your name comes up. You see, it's your, your time for inquisitors to come for you for some trivia. That's how bad it is. It's going to get a lot worse. Because why? We've allowed them to go this far, invading our privacy and collecting data. Every year, more and more data is collected. They keep telling us they're passing more laws to collect so they to enable themselves legally to collect more data. Isn't that wonderful at the top? They can legally pass laws to make it legal for them to snoop on you. And we sit back and oh, well, you know, what's on TV? Sports. That's how bad it is. It's our own fault. But watch the banks collectively loot the world, the big bankers. But in collusion, of course, with the politicians who set up the system in deregulating any watch over them, which allowed them to create all the bubbles that, that sunk the economy. And the money, we were told, went to money heaven. Money heaven, where shekels rattle. And that's the last we hear of it, until we're told, well, we've got to pay for all that money that disappeared, or the banks are out. Well, why not just kick them out and get a different system? No, that won't do, because after all, the bankers and the politicians run the world, and no other gods will, will be rivaling them, obviously. But what do they do with the people who are now in tent cities across the world, in the shanty towns, the new shanty towns that have lost everything? Well, your government hasn't forgotten you. Your governments haven't forgotten you. And this is happening across the Western world and the U.S. as well, with Canada. This is your advice. They're giving us good advice, even though we're broke. They're not throwing millions of dollars at us like they are with the banks of taxpayers' money. No, they're telling you how to cope with living in a tent. And this particular article is called Getting Through Tough Economic Times. This is by the American uh, Mental Health Association. This is is a great idea to help you who have been floored after getting plundered and raped and pillaged by the banks in collusion with the politicians. So they're telling you, giving you little tips to help you get through it. It says, this guide provides practical advice on how to deal with the effects financial difficulties can have on your physical and mental health. And what does it do? It covers possible health risks. Well, I guess when you're malnourished and you're eating off garbage dumps, you've got a problem. You could easily become infected with bad food. It gives you warning signs. Then it's managing stress. And how to get help? I don't know from whom. Maybe from the euthanasia clinics. Suicide warning signs. Other steps you can take, and they give you links to all of this. 
assess your possible health risk, economic turmoil, e.g. increased unemployment, foreclosures, loss of investments and other financial distress, can result in a whole host of negative health effects, both physical and mental. It can be particularly devastating to your emotional and mental well-being. Although each of us is affected differently by economic troubles, these problems can add tremendous stress which can in turn substantially increase the risk for developing such problems as depression. Why are you depressed if you've been reduced to a tent city? Anxiety. Compulsive behavior such as overeating. That's highly likely. You know, money. Excessive gambling. That's saying that's kind of ruled out too. Spending, etc. Or substance abuse. They give you more warning signs. Persistent sadness and crying. You've lost your house and everything. Excessive anxiety, lack of sleep and constant fatigue. Excessive irritability and anger. Why would you be angry when you've done all the right things to be plundered by people you'll never even meet who at the stroke of a pen bankrupted you? Increased drinking, illicit use of drugs and misuse of medications, difficulty paying attention or staying focused. It's pretty true if you're Fighting for your survival, it's hard to keep focused on trivia. Apathy, not caring about things that usually are important to you. Not being able to function as well at work, at school, or at home. This, this is what a waste of money. This rubbish from the Mental Health Association. But they're putting this stuff all out across the Western world. Using our tax money, of course. Maybe they'll teach us a sort of meditation technique so we'll truly believe when we're sitting in that cesspool in the tent city we're really in nirvana in nirvana and nothing matters and we can smile as we just wither away maybe that's what they'll teach us but for the banks of course no they throw billions of your money and generations to come to keep the same corrupt system going but they care about you they care they haven't forgotten I think Rick from California is on the line are you still there Rick hello hi are you, yes. am I getting through yes you are yeah. oh okay um, yeah, yeah I wanted to mention something about um, you know you know I was thinking about rock stars in, in, in the music industry and um you know, a lot of people, a lot of people buy, buy their CDs, you know, and mm-hmm. some of these rock stars might make mistakes or they're not, they're not perfect, you know, but, mm-hmm. but, but people will still buy their CDs, but, but, and to, to err is to be human, you know, to, people make mistakes and, but, but people, when, when somebody tries to read through, through boring books, thousands and thousands of pages and then distills it down into a shortcut, because most yeah. people who work nine to five jobs don't have time to read through this stuff. When somebody comes along and does that, people criticize them, and they say they have a big problem with donating or helping, but yet they have no problem uh, donating to their favorite rock stars or paying for them. Anything, anything that helps them play and fantasize and escape reality, they'll pay for. Yeah, yeah and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's been a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, backbiting and finger-pointing going on in the, in the, in the industry right now. Um, I don't know if you heard about Rents and Alex Jones, but there's all these wars going on. In the, in the radio world, and people are, people are getting really nasty, you know, so... Yeah, every so often this happens. 
Oh, it's like a cycle. Was that? Yeah, it's been a cyclical, and uh, I tend to keep out of it all and and uh, just go my own way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What I'm doing here is not for power, or, or, or certainly not for the money, because believe you me, it, it trickles and it does it all. And sometimes nothing. I guess what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make an argument that 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 this is why it's good to support people like you because. It is work, you know, to go and look at all these documents. It's a lot of work. It's, it's, it's a 12 hour a day minimum, and, and generally up till 2 or 3 in the morning. So I want to really say that I really appreciate you for all the work you've done, uh, Alan. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. And, and as I say, there, you always get the problem, too. And as I say, again, you see, this is an economic system that's called competition. Mm-hmm. And you will every so often get different people uh, who are in competition for the same advertisers, different things, money, and so on. It's like any other corporation fighting other, cor- other corporations, and, and this happens as it's cyclical for sure, you know. And uh, it's unfortunate, but that's that's what happens. And and again, different people have different agendas, you know. And if you don't mention, if you don't take the favorite targets that's normally handed out to you, you will be they'll, they'll come after you. If they make their living off hammering one particular segment of society, and you don't, they'll come after you. you know? Hmm. That's standard too. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I oh, you know, yeah. I was wondering. I was worried that COINTELPRO or somebody might be, you know, because might be coming in because or just trying trying starting something because all these all these things are happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, so and you will too. Yeah, you will definitely also get to the different psyops operation goings as well uh, to try and disrupt anybody that's getting the, the, the facts out to the general public. I mean. I know I get hacked at least once, twice a week by the authorities. It's the authorities that do it. Mm. And then you, you can spend a whole day with one computer trying to get it back up and running again. That's where your time goes, uh, along with all the other stuff you have to do. Um, so this is harassment techniques that I get, but with other ones too, they'll, they'll come after you and try to take you off the track you're on and weigh you down with distractions, such as having to fight some other broadcaster. This sort of thing does happen. Yeah. Another thing I want to mention too, if you don't mind, um, I want to talk about about the, you know, um, this, something has been tried th- throughout history, and you've already talked about this many times, but I just want to reiterate it that 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 um, you know, you know, that they bring in certain people of certain ethnicities into certain industries to fill in slots so they could divide people and conquer conquer them that way, yeah. and then they get everybody hating that ethnicity, you know, and, and this is what's going on with the Zionist thing. Everybody's blaming the Jews and. It's it's not it's not it's Aryan isn't isn't Aryan Germanic bloodlines that that run the world still? You you'd be surprised. I mean, people are they read the, the standard books, and there's only a handful of places where you get the standard books that, that will blame a certain segment. Mm-hmm. And if you just stick with those standard books, you won't learn the bigger picture by going beyond those standard books to find out more and more and more. And you'll find the same people who run uh, or who are claimed to be the top. Jewish people in the world don't give a darn about Jews. Yeah, and they'll leave, they'll leave all the rest to hang out to dry if they've served their purpose. They've done this before. And during World War II, the IG Farben Group was primarily financed by Jewish people in Britain, that's mm-hmm. London, and New York, uh, that, that uh, built up Hitler's war machine. Yeah, and he left all the ordinary Jews out there to dry as well. People have a mistake of looking at Zionism. Um, and the higher level of Zionism, which is a, a different philosophy altogether, it's not just a home for, for, for Israel um, or for Judaism. And, and they also get confused with, with, with 
Jews and Zionists, many Jews are against even the state of Israel. Wow. Yeah, no, I believe you. I mean, exactly. I mean, I think you're right about this 100%, you know. Yeah. But, so. but again, if once you, you classify a people as somehow being in, like a clones of each other that must be nasty people and always working upon an agenda because it's in their genes or something, you're, you're down into, into dangerous territory once you start stigmatizing. Because then any, if it works with one people against one, one, one group, they can swing their guns and target any other group when it suits them, and they do that. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that they could turn their guns around against the Jews like they did before, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and start attacking them again, you know. It's well, and they can also swing those guns off because the, the people who even support a lot of these groups don't understand is, and a lot of these guys are white guys, and they're, and they're lower middle to, to, to working class people, guys. They don't realize under the eugenics agenda, they're also lumped in because they are of no use either to the big right. boys at the top. They don't get that. They really don't get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Alan, yeah. I just wanted to say, voice my, my support, you know, for, for you and everything, so. Yeah, well, thanks for calling. But that's, that's the key to it, too. It's so easy to target any particular group. And just as it's so easy for them to change the war from Afghanistan to Iraq, then to Iran, and then back to Afghanistan. And the public can't remember which one we're fighting last, or even who we're fighting now. That's what George Orwell warned about. But, um... There's far, far more to this big game than meets the eye. It's just too, it's down, uh, patched, it's too, too well. And unless you go beyond the standard books and realize, yeah, there's definitely organizations within every ethnic group or religious group for that matter. In fact, most big Zionists, world Zionists are actually Christians. Most of them. They support, they support what they call Israel, but they don't realize the world Zionist thing that they also support is literally global government. Uh, run by scientists. They'll then be making laws to do with them. But that's the sadness of people. Once you belong to groups, you're so handy to be used by those who know how to manipulate you. And that goes for any group, including all the hate groups as well. And I've said before, you can go through all the conspiracy books, so many conspiracy books, and say, from every side, you can get ones from the Jewish sectors. And say, my God, they're right. And the facts are there. You can check the facts out. They're right. You can get the ones from the different Aryan nations and say, my God, they're right. How can they all be right? That's what I'm asking you. How can they all be right? Or are they all written by the same bunch? With a psychological technique? You have to ask yourself the questions. How can they all be right? Now, there's um, Keith from New Jersey there. You're there, Keith. Well, uh, yes, hi. Yes. Um, I'm just wondering, um, you don't talk about North Korea very much, and I'm just wondering what your opinions are about um, that situation and mm-hmm. whether Kim Jong-il is part of this global agenda or is this just like yeah. a charade. And that's it. So yeah. I'll hang up and like... Okay. Yeah, yeah it's a charade. It's a, a charade. You see, every country, if you look at it, a little empire-type country, has been segmented off. Britain was the first to use this technique, not really the first, but the first in the Middle Ages. They used it previous ages before that, a thousand years before. But you must always get a group that can stand up and rebel once in a while. And they create the conditions for the rebellion. Britain did it with Northern Ireland. So every so often, under the guise of terrorism, they can get that thing going again. Canada, they gave Quebec. So every so often, every few years, 
Quebec will say, we're going to separate, blah, 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 and then they have this massive uh, spree of throwing money at them to stay in the Confederation of Canada and so on. So every country's got the same game played. They love to have someone set up that they can bring to the, to the media's attention once in a while when things are too quiet. And that's the same idea as North Korea. The CIA have knocked off more leaders and governments over the last 60 years than you can even count. They've been responsible for more uprisings internally. It's a fine art, easily done. They can, they've, they've done it with so many countries. They've done it across Africa, too. And this is means like news that are across Canada. There's even ex-CIA directors on the web, on Google, discussing this kind of stuff when they were in, how to this country down, that country down, etc. From within. Why can't they do it with North Korea? Simple, simple stuff. But it's too handy right now. They can say, oh my God, we're all back under terror again. They're going to nuke us all from North Korea. This is the kind of stuff they go along with. It's nonsense. Meanwhile, the same, the same military-industrial complex armed India. They gave them the atom bomb. They gave them the ability. In fact, Canada sold the nuclear reactors to most of the countries in the world that now have nuclear weapons. Now it's government policy. See how the game's played? But they can't let Iran have it. Oh, no. Back with more after these messages. through the matrix and there's Derek from Philadelphia there are you there Derek yes I am can you hear me Alan yes I can okay oh man I just heard about that from Rick about this Alex Jones whatever this I'm not even sure what's going on really I I can tell you very briefly that um, basically put up a very not nice uh, web uh, link on his website, and it basically it, it says right here Jones is tied to Zion, which is so not true. It, it's like unbelievable. Alex Jones is actually he's so tactful, and he he tries to avoid being called an anti-Semite. And you can see in a lot of other shows, you know, you call many people that we might listen to, uh, you know, Zion lovers because they don't talk about the Jews so much, and it's so untrue because uh, he's like the, he's a champion. One of our champions. That's the problem. As I say, you're, you're always going to have this sort of thing going on, and we'll never get to the bottom of it, or, or even what's really behind it. Why, why now? I mean, why now would this all happen? Yeah, well, uh, obviously, it's weird. Maybe some sort of concentrated effort across the board, maybe, I don't know. Yes, well, I mean, actually, it says here that uh, Jones called Rents and threatened him, basically, because of this terrible article, and... Uh, Rents is trying to sue him now or some craziness. I just think oh, that's kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is this is, again too. Here we are. The world's going under a totalitarian regime. Exactly. And and okay. you, you get the squabbles that, that start up. Um, that distracts everyone off of what's really happening in the world. We're going to have riots start in a couple of days in in, in Britain with with the G, the G20 meeting. And all this stuff coming up, and uh, more laws are going to get passed to to affect us economically across the whole planet. We don't we don't have time for this kind of stuff. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I, it'll be resolved, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. it's actually, you know, spoken about this 
I'm sure, before, it was during the 1940s, 1930s, it was actually the super-rich Jews who made deals with the Germans to kill all the, the peasant Jews, basically. Well, what they wanted to do, and this is in the history books written by Jews, that they wanted to, to populate this Palestine. And no one wanted to leave, you know. And that, that is a fact. I mean, naturally, you want to stay in your home, and who would want to go over to another country that, that seems so foreign and strange to you? And so that was the deal, and if it wasn't for World War Two, it's true enough, there would be no present-day Israel. It's like saying King George is a, a good representative of people from British Isles, you know? That's right. That's right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the farce of the world we live in, and um, as I say, when all this is going on, and I mean, I get lots of hate as well from different groups. And the different in the mail, but I just carry on doing what I'm doing and ignore it. That's all you can do. Yeah. Yes, yes. And because uh, we're, truly, we're, we're in a war here. People don't realize we're in a real war, and uh, we don't have time for the for the pettiness and so on. But we're all going to be flattened shortly into dire slavery, worse than we already are. And we shouldn't even be putting up with the, the slavery we've had over the last while either. You know, we should not even put up with that. So we've got to keep focused on what's what we have to do. Yeah. Yes. Well, Alex Jones has certainly been targeting the true enemy for 10 years now. So anyone who has eyes to see should hope to see. Anyway, thanks, Alan. Well, thanks for calling. And for Sean from Idaho, I'll go back. We'll get try and get to maybe tomorrow if you can call in again. I hear the music, so that's it for tonight. So from Hamish, myself, Ontario, Canada, it's good night and may your God or your gods 